Hello everyone, Happy New Year. I want to welcome you back to see the sunrise. This is season three and episode one. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. It is in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse three, where the Lord spoke to the prophet while he was in prison. He said to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing, not only behind the scenes, but in the lives of everyday people like you and me. From the pulpit to the pew, we all have had various challenges and experiences that bring us to a need for Christ in our lives. Well, it's a new year and not a lot has changed since December 31st, 2021. And then again, much has changed. We've become accustomed to a new normal and Every day we face uncertainty when it comes to this plague that continues to ravage our land. Do you ever wonder what God thinks about all of this? I contend that he weeps. That he weeps at the utter devastation that this plague has caused. Every day we hear of someone who has succumbed to it. And for those of us who trust in God, we pray and seek answers as to when all of this is going to end. Although COVID has ravaged the land, there's some good things to consider because of it. First of all, people are looking for something or someone to believe in. And what better time than now to introduce them to Christ? This is a great discipleship moment. It is a moment where we can share with non-believers why we have hope and why this virus has not consumed us, hasn't consumed our thoughts or our everyday lives. It's an opportunity for new ways to reach the lost. Think about it. As the physical church doors closed, God opened airways by which those who would never set foot in a brick and mortar church are able to hear the truths of God's word throughout, through, through the internet, through cell phones, and even more. But not only that, they can also attend many different church services through this vehicle called the internet without subject to judgment or otherwise. Another thing this pandemic has done is it has made us look at ourselves. It has made us look at our lives and begin to assess whether those things we chased after, the goals that we set were worth it. I dare say there are some who have made some drastic changes in their life because of this plague. This reminds me of the children of Israel God's chosen people who have been held captive for over 400 years. They have been crying out to God for a long time and God finally answered them. Notice I said he answered them because he heard them when they first cried out to him. We need only go to his word to get answers. God is omnipresent and omniscient. When, when he made the promise to Abraham, he also told him, if you go back into Genesis 15 and verse 13, he told him that they would be afflicted for 400 years. Recall how they got there in the first place. The story of Joseph and his favor in the eyes of the Pharaoh at the time. Uh, they ended up in Egypt because of a famine that had been in his land. It was God who preserved Abraham's line through Joseph. It's a story, it's a story worth reading. Joseph rose in rank to second in command in Egypt. It was after the death of Pharaoh, whom Jesus, who I'm sorry, whom Joseph found favor, that another Pharaoh came into the ranks and he didn't know Joseph. He was concerned with how the population of the Israelites had grown 
and it caused fear and resulted in the Israelites, God's chosen people, to be enslaved. So what does this have to do with today, with COVID-19? Well, yes, God could have freed the Israelites from captivity long before he did. However, there were some lessons he wanted them to learn. False gods were being worshipped during that time, and God was demonstrating to his people that he and he alone is the sovereign God, the God of all the earth, the creator. They sacrificed to demons which are not God, gods that they had known. It says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32 and verse 17, it talks about idols. It said when Moses confronted Pharaoh, the Egyptian magicians were able to duplicate some of his miracles such as turning their staffs into snakes and turning the Nile River into blood. You know, some would attribute this to demonic forces, but there were other gods that were being worshipped in the land. In COVID, we have had to look at the things that we have turned to instead of God. We've made ourselves many gods, M-I-N-I, idols, objects of worship, in our families, in our pursuit of riches, in our career success, and people, the people you would look up to, those you admire. Think of all the movie stars and all those you people aspire to be, be like. Physical appearance, material things, entertainment, comfort, technology, fame, sex. We have turned away from the creator and made ourselves masters of our own fates. <laughs> that is until an, an unyielding foe called COVID entered the picture. He entered the picture and he's wielding death and destruction wherever he's able to take hold. It has caused those who have confident faith in God to fall to their knees, to repent, to return to him and to seek him for deliverance. Think about it. Thousands have left their jobs as they reassess what's important and what is really needed. Just like in Egypt, God had to send a few plagues before Pharaoh would, would relent and release his people. We must ask the question, what else does God have to do for us or for his people to get them to return to him? His word is clear. In 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, he says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. It's clear, he says, we need to turn from the things we've been doing and we need to pray. That's when God will hear us. But then there's another scripture that should give us hope. And that scripture is found in Romans 8 and 28. Many of you already know that. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. We need to pray and we need to love God. Some of you may be thinking, I've lost loved ones. I've lost loved ones who believed in God, who had passion for God, and yet they, were, they succumbed to this illness. But here's the thing. As people of faith, then you understand that as they are believers or were believers, then they are not lost. They are in eternal glory, glory, sitting with the Father in heaven, and they await us when our turn will come, when God will call us home. So we have hope. COVID-19 is a reminder to remember God and all that he has done throughout the ages. We must remember he sent his son to defeat sin, to defeat eternal death, and to offer us life. We must also remember that he alone is God and he shows his power in many ways. 
You may recall King David when he was in distress. In Psalms 102, he prayed to God as he had become weary. He said, Lord, hear my prayer. Let, me, let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I'm in, I am in distress. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. God wants us to pray. He wants us to call out to him. He wants us to demonstrate sincere trust and uncompromising faith in him. He wants us to love him, to seek him, and to seek and love him alone. We should not be fighting one another during all of the things that are going on with COVID. We need to turn off the news and the airways and become united in purpose as we pray for deliverance. Instead of turning on a television, let's open the word of God. Let's hear what God is saying. God hears us when we pray. His ears are attentive to our cries. Is it about when this is all over or is it about when we hear and do what God has called us to do? In this life, we will have tribulation. That's his word. But the word also says that he has overcome this world. If not COVID, there will be some other situation that encourages us to trust God and to call out to him. Today is an opportune time to demonstrate what it means to have faith in God, what it means to be a follower of Christ, what it means to be a believer. You may be thinking, it's the new year. Why not give some uplifting message? Well, this is an uplifting message because our confidence, our confidence is in Christ, not in things that are going on around us. It's the new year, yes. It should be about getting better and setting new goals. Well, what better or what can be better than growing deeper in a relationship with God? For when we do that, all things, everything will fall into place because he will be our guide. He'll be our protector. He'll be the very present help in the time of trouble. Life on this side has an end date. I know you know that, but sometimes it's good to be reminded that there is an end to life on this side. And although we don't know when or where, we know it is certain. So why not live in a manner that promises a hope for more? I want more of Christ. I hope you do too. I want to know more about him. I want to be more like him. I, I want to follow him. I want to understand more. It is a time of testing of our faith. It's a time of being molded into perfection, into his image. God is sympathetic in what we're going through. And he sees our tears. I know he does. Yet, not only does he see our tears, he's also the one who wipes every tear from our eyes. It's his promise. We're going to have tears on this side. We're going to have tears from loss. We're going to have tears of pain. We're going to have tears of, of, of desire and of hope. And yet in those tears, God sees and he wipes all our tears away. And he gives us this embracing promise that comes through his Holy Spirit that comforts and brings peace in the midst of confusion in the time of trouble. Some might suggest that they didn't do anything to cause their plight or what has gone on in this world, what we are suffering today. But what is clear is that sin is ever present and it is sin that separates us from God. Satan crouches at our door. We determine whether we let him in. 
We need help. And I don't know about you, but my help comes from the Lord, the sovereign ruler over all things. In the words of the psalmist in Psalms number 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord will preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Sisters and brothers, all is not lost. It's time for us to fall to our knees and cry out to the omniscient, omnipresent, Alpha and Omega, the creator of the universe, to cry out to him, to seek him for deliverance, for he knows all things. Nothing's caught him off guard. It's a time for people of faith to come together, united in purpose, trusting in the God that created us and who gave us a portion of himself when he gave us his spirit, when we received him as our savior. It's time for us to stand for what is right and what is right is to love one another, to come together as one body in Christ. That's what God wants for us. Even in this time of plague, yes, I too have lost some loved ones, but I have hope. I have a hope in an ever-present God who says in his word and who I have every confidence in that he will never leave me nor forsake me. And I can assure you, he will never leave nor forsake you as well. Until next time, brothers and sisters, God bless you. And be sure to see the sunrise, the S-O-N, the Christ rise in your life, to see Christ in your everyday situations. God bless you.